Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hi, Michelle. Hello. (laughs) How are we? Great. So I have a question for you. Yes. If not now, when? Great question, Jan, because (laughs) if it's not now... When are you going to make those changes as a team? We've had the most successful teams have been the ones that have continued to put learning and development, team building, working on themselves um, up there with getting the work done and staying safe. And so the teams that are waiting, waiting, waiting till this is over, you will have missed the boat. You will have missed the opportunity, one of the best and biggest opportunities that you're ever going to have as a team to, you know, inch up to that high performing mark is now yeah yeah and the and the reason why it's now is because things are different and the invitation is for you to be different so if you've been someone that hasn't been able to i don't know extend trust this is the time that you can practice that if you've been the type of person that hasn't actually spoken up you know in meetings before this is the time to flex those things so start to think about you know if you're a people leader and you've got a team and the reason why we're doing this podcast is because we've been running so many sessions with people on particular issues and so what we wanted to do in this um, podcast is share with you seven of our most popular virtual um, team sessions that we've been running but also give you some strategies and something useful that you can start to use or have a conversation with your team so shall we kick off with number one yeah number one so, uh, so the first one that we do is the mbti that's so right we run team sessions with teams on personality That's right. And so one of the things that most people would know, one of the dimensions is introversion, extroversion, which is where you get your energy from. And so if you have a hybrid working environment, you might have some people working from home and you might have some people still working at the office or out on site or something like that. Be mindful that people with a preference for introversion are going to respond and react or want information in a different way. So what we do know is everybody wants to be in the know and to be kept up to date with what's happening, whether you're introvert or extrovert. However, the way that they get the information, process the information, then get give you feedback about that is going to be very different. So people with a preference for extroversion, they're going to want to talk it out. They would want a group session. They want to like, um, you know, talk, ask questions and, and then that's how they're going to process. People with a preference for introversion, however, give it to them in writing, give it to them in advance, send um, a note and let them process in that way and they're going to do better with one-on-one, like coming back to you one-on-one with some information or some questions. So again, same information, you're just packaging it up differently and you're providing a different platform in order for them to process that information. 
Yeah, and if we were running a session on the Myers-Briggs, these are some of the strategies that we would share, but also individually as teams, because as you know, there are some teams that have mostly extroverts and maybe one introvert, and that's a real opportunity to, um, I don't know, bring a different perspective to the team, because when you've got a difference in the team, it allows your perspective to grow. So um, the more diversity you have, I think the more opportunity there is is to gain a lot more insight and perspective. Yeah, great. And so the second workshop that we've been doing with um, teams is well-being. So well-being, working from home. And, you know, we've run a whole series of these well-being workshops. And, you know, the biggest tip for me is to get up and move. And unless you have it in your diary or written down that, at 11 o'clock and at 2 p.m., you are going to stand up, you are going to go for a walk, you are actually going to move your body. Now, hopefully at this stage, there are people who have the opportunity to either have a stand-up desk or to create their own stand-up desk. Because if you're sitting down for most of the day, half of your energy is being blocked. As soon as you stand up, all your organs and everything are going to run more efficiently. So the more that you can actually stand up, and move your body, the better it is. Um, so number one, get up and move. Yeah. The, the number two, it's more of a, um, a mental technique that, that you can start to incorporate, and that is use reflection. At the end of the day, reflect on your day in terms of, so what did I learn about myself or about others? And is there something that I would do differently? And then the, the, another question could be, like, what could I be looking forward to, to tomorrow? And just by starting that process, subconsciously, you're embedding those questions, knowing that you need to answer them the next day or in a couple of days' time. And reflection is one of the best ways that you can gain greater self-awareness and then move into making those minor shifts. Very simple, um, you know, mental strategy that you can use in order to uh, move forward in a positive way. Yeah, and like you always say, Michelle, you know, like this is the time where you actually can create those changes because you are working from home. You are, you do have a little bit more control over your environment. So if that means getting up early or going to bed a little bit early so you can um, revitalise yourself. Mm. And I suppose the, the third tip that I would um, really offer people is that have you got a practice of actually just sitting down, closing your eyes and focusing on your breath? So for us, we meditate every day. But for those other people who haven't, let's just start to um, inquire into that because there are so many psychological, physiological benefits of meditation. And the tip that I would give you is to always have your... um, um, seated upright, your spine nice and supported, feet on the floor, relaxed position, closing your eyes and um, just breathing in and out and just focus on the beginning, the middle and the end of every inhalation and then the beginning, the middle and the end of every exhalation. And if you can do that for five minutes, I promise you, you will feel different. 
And I'm going to give one more tip, Jan. So this is the emotional tip. And that is when you are feeling a little bit triggered or a little bit frustrated, one of the, you know, a good strategy is just to name it. So how am I feeling? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Once you can name it and put a label on it, then you can ask yourself the question, okay, so what could, what emotion could I start to move into that moves me up the scale of being less angry? So can I go from anger to frustration or could I go from frustration to feeling a little bit titchy? And when you can start to name it and use your thought process to move yourself, because emotions are just energy and they're your thoughts and you can control them. Once you can start to do that, then you have a language around it and you can coach yourself. You Mm. can move from that negative space state to a more positive state and that's an emotional um uh, strategy that you that you can use at this time as well yeah and and we base that off abraham hicks which um we listen to quite a bit so you can look that up on youtube so the third workshop that we do is how to run effective team meetings now by now if you're not running effective team meetings <laughs> I I really feel for you because people have been having hundreds and hundreds of them by now. And some of the things that I would just be really mindful of is, are you still preparing? And even if you don't have a lot of time, start to prepay. So what do I want people to walk away with from this meeting? So is it a sense of inspiration? Is it a, a sense of, you know, engagement or collaboration? Or is it just information sharing? What is my intention for this meeting? So that's one tip that I would definitely recommend. And the other one is have an agenda. And so have an agenda, even if you haven't, got an agenda which we would always you know advise beforehand use your first minute to establish an agenda with with your team uh and the other thing is as you said earlier when we were talking is prepare you need to prepare in terms of um you know what's the feeling that i want the team to have but also what is the content that i want to have delivered as a result of this meeting um so you've got the balance of the team as well as the content or the task that that Mm. you want to get done and if and if you have run an effective meeting, I would actually congratulate yourself for that. You know, or, or what we invite people to do is give in-time feedback. So at the end of the meeting, just say, hey, I just want to get a sense of how well do we think that meeting went as far as, you know, timing and content and people um, engaging with each other. If we were to give it a rating out of five, what would we give it? And then, if you know, there's lots of threes and fours. What would it take for us to get it into a five? Yeah. And the other thing that I would say is that you more than ever before need to facilitate these online meetings. And what that looks like is when you pose a question, you'll say, okay, so here is the question. If we could actually start by Jan, could you go first, followed by Bill, and then Bill, if you could then pass it on to the next person and so on and so forth. So there is structure. And when you've got structure, it flows because we had a lot of people saying, oh, we're talking over each other and people aren't going to contributing and then they're ducking out and they're on their phones and so you know we could spend well obviously we've got a whole lot of time workshop on that yeah exactly so yeah let's move on (laughs) 
So the next workshop that we've been running is just team building. So people just want to go, so, you know, our team is dispersed, but we want to bring them together. How do we do that? And so there are two ways that you can really build the team. And one is to work on a real life project. And that one that I would recommend is to work on something that is um, going to support the team. So it could be a key process or a piece of technology or something that is going to benefit the whole team and use that as a team building activity so if we were to and pose it to the team if we were to um, build our capability in one area what would that be and give them some um, uh, opportunities to, to talk in I suppose give them some examples so if we were to um, be better proficient at using the whiteboard or zoom meetings or teams these are some of the ways that we could, as a team, collectively build ourselves. That's right. And so as a team, you could all um, log on and work through a, a module on how to use the whiteboard. Another way that we've seen teams do this is that they take it in terms, in terms one person from um, the team each week spends 15 minutes sharing their knowledge about the technology that other people may not know. And what you're doing is obviously building that skill in that person in terms of how to communicate over, you know, virtually, but also everybody's lifting their skill level. So just 15 minutes, it's a, it's a learning bite um, and you rotate it through the team. So everybody's sort of lifting their capability. Yeah. And another workshop that we do is um, good rhythms and routines. And, you know, when you have a robust rhythm and routine, and there are certain personality styles that thrive on routines and rhythms. You know, rhythms are when you do it and the routines are what you do. And as a team, if you have a good routine and rhythm around how you're checking in, when you're running meetings, um, when you're checking in on each other, where you're doing your work, and to review that quite often, you know, like review it at least, I'm thinking every two weeks now, um, before it was every day, we're going to review and then every week. But it seems like two weeks is a good time to review your rhythm and routine as a team. That's right. So there, there are two levels or maybe sort of three areas that we have um, happening under our roofs if we're working from home and that's your individual rhythm and routine, the, the rhythm and routine you may have with people that you live with or your family and then there's the team routine and rhythm. And, you know, we have seen people thrive in this space when they have been able to have that triad work um, effectively together and complement each other. And so we've had, for example, people who have children at home, they ha have decided at 12 o'clock, I'm going to not have any meetings and that's when I'm going to have lunch with my children and we're all going to sit down together. Um, or, and then we're going to go for a walk. So you can see that they've incorporated the individual, the, the family, and made it work for their team in order to get a nice sort of um, supportive rhythm happening. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is have a discussion with your team about what is going to be a good rhythm in terms of how we connect and when we connect. You know, will we make sure that we're not sending emails after eight o'clock at night? Or do we accept that that is something that we're going to do and you don't have to answer it? Just, mm -hmm. just have the conversation around what is an appropriate rhythm and routine for, for you and your team. And one... Um, team, what they decided to do is every fortnight they would have a walking meeting. So it yeah. wasn't on Zoom or Teams or whatever, they would just be listening to one another about you know having a check-in. So that's another way of, of um, you know being able to do two things. 
Um, the other workshop that we've been running quite a lot on is change and uncertainty. And as we mentioned... Oh, I wonder why, Jane. <laughs> and, you know, based on um, personality styles and types, there are certain personality styles that are quite challenged by ambiguity and uncertainty. So one of the things that we would really recommend is, as a people leader, put up the change curve. Have the conversation about how human beings deal with change and uncertainty and what are some of those emotional, um, the, the emotional... Uh, sort of roller coaster that people go to, yeah, isn't it? And, and so when we put up the change curve and take people and explain the change curve and then we get, once they understand the change curve, then we get them to, you know, identify where okay. they think they mm. are in the change mm. curve, which leads to really interesting conversations about, mm. okay, so this, if this is where I'm at, what are the things that I need? And there are three key areas in that change curve at the beginning, the middle and the end. And at the very beginning when anxiety is really high, the best thing that you can do is give people lots of information and also make them feel safe like those two absolutely paramount and then as you're coming up out of the change curve then it's about a plan and we're getting that a lot from people now they're saying to their managers so what's the future what does it look like give us the plan mm. and we take people through how to do that even if you don't have the answers you mm. can still start mm. creating the plan yeah which is such a great segue to our yeah. last our yeah. last um workshop that we do which is called locking the learnings and this is how to establish a you know a transition plan so and we've called it our COVID transition plan because what the invitation is for teams and individuals to come out of this stronger having really lift their capability and in order to do that yeah you need a plan and we put together a very um, robust template that steps people through we've actually got a full workshop haven't we michelle with the workbook yeah. questions yeah so we've got we've got the whole package but what we'll give people is the template which is really once you've been through the we have a set of process questions that we ask people and they're in sort of the core areas of team development it's you know the goals the roles the interpersonal stuff and um you know and stakeholders, stakeholders and mm. um and so once you've asked answered these process questions then you can use the template um, to collect that data and move forward and there's something on safety and there's something on you know technology. where and when we do our work and the technology like it's a really really comprehensive plan yeah um, however we're going to give away the, um, the, template. the template so yep. if people feel comfortable to do that with their team definitely they can do that yeah so we just wanted to give you a bit of a snapshot into some of the workshops that we have been doing wanted to share some strategies with you um, so the call to action is to um, think about what it is that you could do for your teams and if not now when are you going to do it because this is a time to have fun with your team to give them something else rather than you bring an external facilitator in kind of like reinvigorate them ready for the, um, the next part of the change curve okay okay Over and out. okay Good luck, bye -bye. everyone We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.